Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Cork City Councillor Ken O'Flynn um, contacted us. And this is in relation to Paul Murphy and his comments that social welfare should be increased because after all, the PUP was 350 and we felt that was a reasonable amount of money to live on. And the suggestion is, of course, by people before profit that we should increase social welfare. A lot of people disagreed with us. Uh, Ken O'Flynn, I don't think you disagreed with former Deputy Lord Mayor of Cork City. How are you, Neil? And thanks for the call. Uh, no, I, I don't disagree with Deputy Murphy's uh, suggestion. And as, as, as I know you've seen probably in the headlines in the last number of days, there seems to be an artist payment uh, scheme. No I saw that, yes, I saw that. Yeah. Which would be €350. Euros. Um, now, I have all great support for artists. I come from an arts background myself, and I know the, the vitalness of that. I don't see where the difference is between paying an artist or somebody who's in the arts €350 and somebody that's a carer €350. And look, I listened to some of the comments and some of the online comments. Um, I read through those last night and people saying, go out and get a job. The reality that seems to be the general reaction, doesn't it? And you know what, Ken? I don't believe when you talk about carers, I don't believe people would have an issue with that. I don't believe people would have an issue with increasing a pension or increasing an invalidity uh, allowance or increasing a disability allowance. But where they do have the issue is is when it comes to job seekers, because it wasn't job seekers. Was it not designed? It was never designed for you to live on. It was designed to get you by. Look, I, yeah. I know very few people that are enjoying a very good lifestyle on job seekers. In fact, I've yet to meet somebody. The reality of this country is that, you know, this is an old argument that's been put up and, and sent out there and, and put out into the press and, and never really dissected. Like the reality in this country is that we're, by the end of this year, we're probably going to be at 4% of uh, people claiming benefit in this country. That includes those that are caring for people, those people that are on disability, those people that are unable to work themselves. So a very small percentage of that is job seekers. And then, of course, you have people coming in and out of the job market as well. So that, that's a very, very small percentage. Yeah, but there's, course, al- there's so always all, that percentage of 5 or 6%. Percent. Ken, there's always that percentage of 5 or 6% of people, no matter what, even when we had full employment, say back in 2019, post-pandemic, or pre-pandemic, we had 6% unemployment. We didn't expect to get it much lower than that, to be honest with you, because there's always going to be a, per- a percentage of the population, for whatever reason, who feel it's better off, uh, you know, to take a payment from the state, or they're better off. But the, the point is, as people we, are making we a all, point... We all know that guy in our village that yeah, is yeah. the guy that would, would, run, would run the opposite direction, run 100 miles the opposite direction. There's Somebody having a job, yeah. 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 But I mean, look, you've got we the hospitality, and I heard Adrian Cummins yesterday as well. You know, from the, from the restaurant association, I've heard the hospitality industry, and I've heard the hoteliers on all gagging for staff. They just cannot get staff, and yet there are people unemployed, uh, young people. I'm talking about young people as well, between the age of say 19 and 25 years of age, who should be working in those type of jobs. I understand it's minimum wage in a lot of them, by the way, but in saying that. You know, if you turn around and say, we're going to give you 350 quid, as we did in the, P- the PUP in the pandemic, there was a lot of young people in that didn't want to go back to work because they were better off on the 350. Well, they were because a lot of them were working part-time as well and they were getting to 350 at the start. And, and I think that some of that has been corrected by revenue since. Look, the reality here is that I know people that are on various social welfare payments across the city here that are finding it very, very difficult and struggling very much so when it comes to heating their homes, when it comes to paying their rent, paying off mortgages, paying social welfare, or paying debts, uh, and depending on a social welfare payment. 
Yeah, I, 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 I did ask the question that's yesterday that's on Twitter. Okay, I asked the question on Twitter. Now, obviously, Twitter is not scientific. I get that. Uh, 3,843 votes. Not a bad amount of votes. It's a reasonably scientific figure, I suppose. And I'm, I'm assuming most of those would be Irish, by the way, because that's most of our followers are Irish. Uh, and I, I, the question I said was, Paul Murphy is suggesting 350 euro POP was a decent payment in social welfare and should have been increased to uh, just over 200 euro a week is not enough. Do you think welfare payments should be increased to 350? 69% of people, 69% of the 3,000, nearly 4,000 people People said no, and 25% said yes. So a lot of people seem to disagree with you, Ken. Now, I, I don't think they disagree with an increase, but not that much of an increase. Yeah, and that's fine. But the, look, I think we've all noticed, you know, like the, the government figures are being produced that um, going out shopping is up 1, 1 to 2%. Now, to my mind, that's incorrect because every time I go into a shop, I see that it's not uh, no. the item that I'm buying isn't up 1%. It's up, it's up by 25 pence. It's up by 30 pence. It's up by a euro. Uh, and that's, that's the reality of life at the moment when you, when you go to Dunn's or Tesco's or, or Super Value or whoever. Uh, and that seems to be the, the situation. Yes, we have a, a problem due to the pandemic and we have a shortage of, of supply. Uh, and yes, we have the problem as well when it comes to energy prices, both because of the war and the pandemic. Okay, I accept all that. But we have a huge inflation problem in this country. Absolutely. That the people at the bottom, the people that are depending on social welfare and that are doing everything they can, are choosing between light and heat, feeding their children or paying their rent. Yeah, and I agree. And, that, and nobody that, should be in that situation. And I, would, would it not be better? Knows. Well, then would it not be better that we focus on increasing the minimum wage rather than increasing the social welfare? Because if we focused on increasing the minimum wage to a reasonable wage, I don't even mean a living wage, by the way, which would be twelve fifty. I'm talking about 15 quid. I think we have to divide the social welfare. Like Paul came up with a, a, a sweeping statement. And, and for the gener- gen- generally, I support it because... You know, people on social welfare, you're talking about people with disabilities, people with illnesses, people that can't work, people that are missing limbs, people that are, have mental mm-hmm. illnesses. And, and these people need to be supported. Widows need to be supported. Widowers need to be supported. There's a huge gap and nobody ever talks about it. You know, when somebody, an elderly couple, when somebody passes away in an elderly couple, you know, they're running a household. They're all of a sudden their income is halved. Yeah, they're on a widow's pension. No, no, yeah. and, and they're on a widow's pension. Mm-hmm. And yet the, the bill hasn't passed. No, no, no. By the way, I don't think anybody is objecting to that, Ken. And and everybody should have a reasonable uh, quality of life. And we all understand that. But when it comes see when it comes to job seekers, people separate that because what they're saying is well, job seekers. Well, well, no, I'm not. I mean, when you're, if you're on disability and you can't work, well, unfortunately, you're on it for life, most likely. If you're an invalidity, most likely you're on that for life. If you're a carer's allowance, you're going to be on it for a long time. But job seekers is a very different payment. It was a payment that was designed to get you by till you got another job, and you know, and people understand that. So it was never meant to live on. It was meant to get you by. Uh, now, I understand at tough times during the economy, sometimes the, the people rea- can be on a for a long is, time. Yes. The reality is the job seekers at the moment cannot get you by. If well, you are depending on job seekers at the moment and the payment that is there, it cannot get you by. By the time you pay your rent, by the time you heat the house, by the time you feed your kids, there's very few people well, we've general, that, I mean, can, that can, can, we, can, can make it, that can make it, ends meet. We have a generous oh, enough system in this country. When you compare we are, us, we're very, we're very fortunate to have that. Absolutely. When you compare us with the UK or many other countries, actually, we're we're second next to Germany. There's many people listening to this show that are sitting at home that would be out, that would love to be out working, 
that don't have either the education skills. And, you know, when people talk about jobs and jobs coming into the marketplace, there are an awful lot of jobs coming into the marketplace. But when, maybe we're not doing the training or not, we're not giving the opportunities but to people. Yeah, but a lot of the we're, jobs you know, that are currently in the marketplace, when, I walk, think, by, when think, I walk past restaurants or shops or Tesco's or Dunn's or Penny's or whatever it happens to be, and I see these jobs that are available for people, you don't need, a, I mean, with the greatest respect, you don't need a massive education to work in a restaurant or to work in a retail sector, unless well, you, you want to go for management, of course. You, you, you need to be able to read and write. Well, you do need to you be know, able to that's, that's, but that's, that's the reality. But if it. you're illiterate, you're going to be on disability anyway. Yeah, uh, well, you know, and people, people are still ashamed of that and still worry about that. Yeah, and, don't present and, and, and like thankfully that. not and as many people are illiterate are now. That. We are addressing that. Okay, but, but, but look, before you go, Ken, and I appreciate your comments, and, and, and I'm sure it's a debate that will continue and roll on, because I do believe we have to do something. If it's not increased social welfare, it's increased minimum wage to encourage people to go out and take those jobs as well. That's a whole different argument as well, and I completely support that idea of increasing it to about 15 quid an hour, not 1250, because people need money to be living on, particularly in the country yeah, we live people, in at the moment. Look, we need to match our, our income Absolutely. to what's going on. Before, before you go, Ken, just to get your opinion on this, obviously, I mean, you're hearing the news today that the state's capacity to house Ukrainian refugees is nearing exhaustion. Um, and this was in a, a cabinet. Uh, they, they basically had a secret cabinet meeting in relation to this. Um, so they, they estimate that there'll be 32,000 refugees here by next weekend. And at that point, 10,000 will have nowhere to stay. As you know, they're booking up hotels uh, all over the country as we go. And have we bitten off more than we can chew? Look, it, it's a huge undertaking. It's 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 something that we did that nobody first foresaw. Um, we're doing our best here in Cork City. We're 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 doing our best. We're liaising with with national government. We are hoping that the churches, both um, of all types of churches that have large amount of properties and a lot of them are empty, um, old convents, monasteries, etc. We're hoping that they'll be opened up and made available to us. And we're we're looking at all. Um, facilities that we can make available we can make available I know the, the Mill Street whether Arena I know is being made available again places yeah. like that yeah. whether it's going to be for, for a that's year not answering the que- that's not answering the question really Ken is it because eventually you're still going to run out of space and you know you can't leave people in Mill Street you know for months on end and you can't leave them in tents for months on end so or at Gorman's Town Barracks for that matter for months no, on end no. so, so, actually, so have, have we bitten off more like than we could chew yeah we, we, look the reality is, is that the government, on a number of issues, has been off more than it's more than it's. Should we have capped the number? Should we have capped the number? I mean, they would have been delighted. The thing about it is, if you take into consideration that some of the estimates that I've heard are two hundred thousand, right? That's just some of the estimates. Now, I don't know how true that is, or if we could actually accommodate that many people. That would be equivalent to America taking in thirty million people per head of population. So, yeah. realistically, should we not have said, "Listen, you know, we will do our best. We're a small country. We've five million people. We've a limited economy, a limited amount of space, a limited amount of availability, and we have our own problems." we take in 10,000. Would that not have been a fairer thing to do? Well, look, what amazes me with things that were suggested by various TDs and councillors over, over the years, such as, you know, to address our own homeless problems, to address problems that were in the state prior to this, mm-hmm. are, now, are now being considered. And I'm talking well, about well, modular homes I, and modular buildings, etc. Well, not only that, not, I know Darren O'Brien's not, comments not, yesterday as well in relation yeah. to freeing up 8,000 houses through the Fair Deals scheme. A lot yeah. of people, that, that, that hasn't been look, received wait, very wait, well wait. by people. Yeah, we've been talking. We've been talking about freeing up the fair deal scheme for the last ten years, and government has put up every roadblock that they could to to stop that. But now they can do it all of a sudden. And now they can do it all of a sudden. We've been talking about modular homes and getting modular homes for and uh, building modular villages for those that are in the ho- hotels and stuck in hotels for the last number of years. And we've been put up roadblocks have been thrown up in front of us continuously re- regarding zoning and all that sort of stuff. All of a sudden, magically, all these roadblocks can disappear. 
that that I find very frustrating and very annoying for for our own people. Look, you know, Ireland has a great history when we go back to World War Two and before that of welcoming people. Absolutely. In particular here in Cork, we were very, very welcoming to the Jewish community. And I think that's very important. I think it's very important that we've been very good with the uh, Afghanistan community uh, and various other communities. Oh, it goes right back in time. And we've always said it, but but not not on this scale, Ken. Not on this scale. Look, it's huge. It's unprecedented. We don't know whether it's going to go on for a year or a month or not. I think there'll have to be, we'll have to be uh, a little bit more realistic of what we can afford. So should they cap the figure? I, I think they should. Okay. I think they should. If I was the minister sitting in the department uh, in the morning and I can't, if I can't forecast what I'm going to spend, of course I have to cap the figure because I have to know what I'm going to spend. Okay, that so I have enough money to spend that. That's okay. the look. Well, I, and you know, uh, this weekend, as I said, they're expecting uh, projections are 30, at the rate they're coming in at the moment, 32,000 people by this weekend. Look, we I, should, I even believe we, that's we, too many. We, we, should, we should do what we can. Um, and, and that won't put our, our, our economy under under pressure because nobody's going to be satisfied then. You know, if we're getting, if we're bringing in people and we're not able to house them or we're putting them in, in, in very poor conditions, they're not going to be happy either. That's the reality. Okay. Look, we had a discussion in our own household actually this morning about bringing in, um, we, have, we have a spare bedroom in our house and, and we, we've registered with the Red Cross actually on it this morning um, and we're doing our bit. And people are being very, very good, and I can see how how kind mm. people are. And the drop-off points here in Blarney, where where I'm from, uh, and the drop-off points and the collections and the amount of people that are giving to Ukraine has been amazing. Uh, and you know, and I think that's great to see that out of our out of our nation and out of our people. But we have to be realistic and we have to be responsible. And we you look if we are bringing people into the country and we're trying to house them, we have to be we have to be responsible for them as well and make sure that they're getting the best conditions. Rather because the last well the last we need kind of to be left with egg in our faces uh, with a situation where we could end up if this continues and it gets out of control where we have people living on the streets and with, with finance to, to the country as well yeah. to assist us well, that know? could be very embarrassing if we end up with people living on the streets uh, listen thank you very much indeed uh, I appreciate you coming on the air Cork City Councillor Ken O'Flynn and former Deputy Lord Mayor of Cork City uh, agrees with Paul Murphy in principle um, that we should increase the social welfare to a reasonable amount and Paul Murphy talked about the PUP payment of 350 but also agrees that maybe we should tackle as well the minimum wage and that might encourage people to get, get a job in the first place. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.